What up, what up, what up, guys? Woo! How you guys doing? Hi. This is our friend, Mona Lisa. I'll have you know, she is officially the first guest of Sippin' News. Woo! Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yup. The plan is, she is and will be a partner of Sippin' News. How's your guys' day? It just started. I got my caffeine. I got mine too. London Fog from Temple. I didn't get caffeine yet. (laughs) Mm, I'm not going to lie. I was a bit tired this morning because of last night. Shout out Jerome's Barbecue. And then um, I woke up and then... No, yeah, I was tired. Then I woke up. I got caffeine. Caffeine does wonders. It makes me feel productive. And... um, Mona, you're one of the most productive people I know as of now. How did you transition your life from chilling to... Because I know you wake up five or earlier, right? Um, It depends. Not five every day, but I mean, I generally like to start my day early. She, she wakes up before me now. Because <laughs> it just bothers me when I wake up, or I used to wake up in the middle of the day and it just bothers me now. Like, it irks me if I wake up really mm. late because I like to get a good start to my day. Like, an early start. It feels fresh. You okay. Know? I feel it. Yeah. I hate waking up when it's hot outside. Like, <laughs> well, one, good thing it's cold. 1 p.m. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. But in the summer, when I wake, when I did wake up at 1 p.m., it was terrible. It was. It gave me a bitter start to my day. Mm-hmm. I just hate the heat in general makes me grumpy aren't you always grumpy (laughs) i'm grumpier when it's hot (laughs) he's a grumpsicle when it's the winter because he's a cold grumpy guy he's grumpy when it's hot i like the i like the winter i like the fog i like the cloudy weather turn you into a grumpsicle i just don't like it when it's windy messes up my (laughs) when it's windy (laughs) strangely your hair uh stays move Dude, my hair you wake up (laughs) my hair could be all fucked up and then like it just goes back into place it's weird. It's a gift. It's like it's gift. there's Elmer's it's glue in that. There's Elmer's glue in that, right? I will do a hair tutorial for you guys sometime <gasps> yes. soon. I've had a lot of friends asking about that for years. Um, it is more like natural for me, but I I can do that for you guys. Um, soon. you've been rocking that look since a solid twenty. 20- 13 man i've been rocking this look since i was five (laughs) i've been through some haircuts here i used to have a comb over like him now i'm i'm lazy with it but like do you ever like want to revamp yourself not revamp because you peak but uh would you ever change your image you've been looking the same so like i've been i've actually tried to change my hair a lot but it always just goes back into place like i'll cut it hella short i'll try to do that messy look but it just goes back into place it's impossible it's like like yeah that. Like it just goes back into place so it's I gave sh- up. you know like a nike there's like a thousand nike symbols in the hair there's like hella checks <laughs> sometimes you got like the four waves it's like the ocean yeah hella checks, huh? he just sticks all his fingers and it just goes yeah i don't use i don't use combs or anything like that i just get like pomade and i just go through my hair like that and that's it but it's all about how you blow dry it first okay yeah you you do only do your hair with a blow dryer yeah and when i don't have a blow dryer i know it's gonna be a bad day <laughs> he gets irritated when we all I travel really together <laughs> whenever we travel and there's not a hair dryer i'm like fuck this is gonna be a fucked up day well <laughs> <laughs> do you does it correlate with bad days with bad hair yes Remember when we went to San Jose and it was windy as hell? You didn't look that grumpy. It was windy. San Jose. Well, I'm directionally challenged. Remember that? But we went. He doesn't even know where the ball is. Sixteen mile drive. Yeah, you had a bad hair day. I think all of us did. No, I had I had a good hair day. It was windy as a a mofo. But it just pops right back (laughs) into. Oh, okay, okay. I had a hair dryer that morning. Oh. I feel it. Um, I have a topic for you guys. (laughs) So, uh, we're all, uh, we have religion, so obviously we believe some mystic stuff. Um, have you heard of this game called One Man Hide and Seek? No. 
you play it by yourself? Yes. But that's where the plot twist is. So get this. People actually do this scared that they might die. I have a colorful spiritual history. I don't think I would play that. <laughs> You're like by yourself. You looking pretty brave though. You ain't phased anymore. Yeah. No, I've seen I've seen shit. When you see too much. Okay, so in one man, hide and seek, it was originated in Japan. So basically, you get this stuffed animal. That's the criteria. It has to be dark and you have to have a house and you have to be by yourself. And then you cut a hole in it, take it, take out all the stuffing, and then you Oh, look. Shit. This shit real, man. <laughs> Goosebumps over here. When we don't even know what it's Dude, about. Dude, it's hella hot. <laughs> and then, after you stuff, take out the stuff, and you put it with rice, and then you put it in a bathtub, say some sort of ritual, and then you just hide and seek from that creepy doll. Okay, so what, what have they reported to happen? I think someone uh, came out with scratch marks on their wrist because they thought yeah, it was... Yeah, that happens to me in my sleep. Mm. So they got possessed? Something like that. Okay, well, They're... I don't get possessed. But... <laughs> yeah, but like... So you go in the house and then you just try to hide from that doll. And there's some stories where the doll was moving. Oh, I also mentioned that you give the doll like a blade. Oh, no. What the fuck? Absolutely not. Knowing your colorful spiritual history, would you do that? No. You're brave. I'd love That's to like block. That's like suicide, though. You play one man hide and seek with a cameraman. I'll be the cameraman. <laughs> then it's, you're not, well, then I wouldn't really be as scared because there's actually someone there. Yeah, but isn't that crazy? There's also <laughs> stories. Okay. I'm a spiritual guy, but I draw the line at Ouija boards. Uh, there's actually lots of videos where Ouija boards go wrong. Mm -hmm. No. Nope. Yeah, like um, there's these um, there's this spirit called it's either Zuzu or Zozo, and then this girl was like, this squad was like, what's your name? Z O Z O, and this guy in the background was like, <laughs> all of them were laughing, and you're like, ha ha ha. Those are the clown. And then this uh, girl were like, she's, she laughed. And then she progressively started screaming louder and louder. That's yeah, so that, that's just uh, some things I want to put you guys on. If you ever have a campfire story to tell. So I got you guys. Interesting. Oh my God. One time our friend who we're not friends with anymore. <laughs> we, were, oh. we were helping her move out. Well, actually we weren't helping her move out. We were just there and we heard a scratching in her closet. Remember that? Oh, yeah. 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 Her house was haunted. It didn't like me at all. Or him. It didn't like us. They, their house For was, good reason. Their house was hella old. They had hella old things from garage sales and stuff. And thrift stores. I, I'm i all about like a good thrift run like for clothes and stuff. But I don't think you should get like artifacts or Antiques. pictures or anything like that. You don't know where they came from or their curse or something yeah because spirits latch like i'm not even a thrifter Shit. all the a time spirit was latched to her that's what <laughs> it was Shit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah but uh what's happening to that house right now it's there's no one in there no, huh? they moved a long yeah time they ago. moved so mm -hmm. i don't know if it followed yeah, her not or... sure but yeah i did drive by it a few years ago it looked hella overgrown Really? Weeds everywhere and looked like it was going to fall down. I don't know. I feel like I told, like, the craziest one before about my paralysis, like, incident. Um, I always, like, feel like I see things in the corner of my eyes. And it's, like, that's kind of weird, but I'm kind of used to it by now. I don't, I don't know. Or maybe I'm just imagining it. <laughs> well, for, for me, I, I, I still feel spiritually safe because I am a coward. I'm interested, but I'm a coward. I'm never... I'll watch a horror movie, but I won't do horror movie shit. Because that's what white people do. About your thing, you said you wanted to talk about lucky girl syndrome. Yes. What is that? 
So basically, it's knowing and feeling that you could get whatever you want whenever you want it. That's what I have. I get whatever I want whenever I want it. Yes. And I love Kyle that does energy. too. I do. Yeah. Lucky boy syndrome is what I like to call it. But I think it's just like a mindset thing. Yeah. I refuse to put myself in a negative mindset or a victim mentality. Unfortunately, a lot of people do that and they expect handouts and you're never going to get what you want. Um, But if you just think like that all the time and you manifest like, I'm going to get what I want, I'm going to get what I want. And you're also actively doing everything in your power to do it while keeping that mindset that you're going to get it eventually. I just think that's everything because if you work super hard, but you still think like, oh man, nobody's going to want me or no one's going to hire me or no one's going to work with me, even though you're working really hard or studying really hard, it's not going to happen. Cause if you don't believe in yourself, why would anyone else believe in you? Mm-hmm. And they can sense that energy. It's like a scent. It's like something they can smell. You just know if you reek of <laughs> desperation or anxiety or doubt, successful people will feel that and they will not want anything to do with you and I just I can attest to that 100% I've been like that since I was 18 I've had rough moments but I always bounce back and make sure that I keep like a clear head um, and focus on what I want and just make sure I get what I want (laughs) and I usually do so you said it's a mindset nothing like spiritual right just to make it clear you can you can add spirituality into it if you want, um, but I'm just talking strictly with your mindset, your efforts, and what kind of vibe you put out there mm-hmm. to the world. No one's going to want a depressed, jealous asshole working with them. Yeah, <laughs> so, and there's true. room for everyone. Right, right, yeah. So all the people that are expecting handouts or super jealous which we can talk about that for a long time because we we have a lot of friends (laughs) are not friends with us anymore because of that um you got to pull your own weight and have your own vision and you know believe that you're gonna get it because if you don't believe that you're gonna get it no one else is gonna believe that you're gonna get it and they're not gonna help you Mm -hmm. that's uh kyle did his thing mona did her thing i'm on the come up so that's my syndrome, so it's just hard work, yeah? Yeah, Execution. and you're going to get it because you're constantly in a positive mindset. You're constantly working toward what you want to get, and you're always putting good vibes out there. You're never putting anyone down. Mm-hmm. Yep, unless they... And you're always willing to help, and I feel like mm-hmm. if you're always willing to help and put out good vibes, it'll come back to you tenfold, so always remember that. Karma's real. Yeah, manifestation is real. And not that I talk about manifestation taking over your religious beliefs or praying and everything. I think you, it's everything. You have to do everything. You have to pray. You have to work hard. You have to manifest. You have to keep a positive mindset. Um, you have to do all of it. I manifest in different ways too. I'll just get into that as well because I okay. think it all goes hand in hand. And I would, I like to draw on my free time and I like to just look at things online and videos like I, I i'm a car fanatic i've had a lot of cars i would like to say i manifested every car that i got because i would watch videos of people racing them or whatever um i would put it on my you know lock screen on my phone he does do that yeah mm-hmm. all the time i would post it on social media and i always got that i w- it's all it's like clockwork actually it's usually about six months to a year from when i start doing that I get that, whether it's a car, a job, a career change, anything like that, really. I give it six months to a year after I'm doing all that consistently, and then I get it because I'm putting it in front of myself all the time, and I'm like, I'm going to have that, and I always think it's mine yes, before sir. before it is mine. Like, in my head, I'm rich, but I'm not rich yet, but I'm going to be. Like, in my mind, I already no am, doubt. and that's why I know I'm going to be. So that's just, that's my take on it. Mona, I know you, you're one of the few that I'm friends with where I can, I saw, I'm seeing this like happen to you rather than just myself. So mm-hmm. you boom. What's your, what's your take on, on that? Well, I feel like for me, I don't do the same thing as Kyle. I actually make vision boards, which I know he's opposed to it, but 
Do you want to talk about why? What's a vision board? Vision boards are really, really popular. It's a great way to have a visual in front of you all the time when you're trying to manifest and set goals. A lot of people do it and there's nothing wrong with it. For me, I have, and this is just strictly for me. Every time I made a vision board, specifically a vision board, nothing on that board came true. (laughs) It's always jinxing what I want. I put like one year I made one with, um, the person I was going out with at the time like we even and I'm not I'm not throwing shade like nothing like that but we made them together at that time we you know we want to just do life together she even her picture was on there right everything on that board failed including that relationship oh no (laughs) but like the car that I had on there I didn't get like number of sales because I'm in real estate like I did not reach that goal not even close everything on that board was just scrapped so I, and that happened to me a few years in a, like in a row. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to make a vision board. Every time I don't make a vision board, I just do my other stuff. Everything works out fine, but you know, s- still stay positive. <laughs> For oh me, uh, it, it's just working hard because you guys did so good on the first podcast. Even for me, the numbers, the ratios are doing well. So congrats to you guys and thank you. But for me... I would think that hard work and doing it is my version of the vision board. Cause, right. uh, so just constant like action. Con- yeah. Constant action. Yeah. 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 So you, you have success with the vision board. So go ahead and talk about that. Well, actually, <laughs> now that you point out that you haven't made a vision board and everything has been coming true, I haven't made one in like two years too oh okay 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 okay, wait Wait a minute so the last two years the last two years were your most successful years vision board list okay so that's a wrap guys no vision boards (laughs) no vision boards (laughs) don't do it (laughs) i think i think maybe it's because vision boards box you in maybe oh limits you from other possibilities i guess i have another thought too and not to I'm not throwing shade again but like everyone that I know that makes vision boards doesn't work make the money or do anything that could realistically help them achieve whatever they put on that board you gotta pray and work seriously someone someone with like an office job that has a very restricted income and they're not doing any side hustles or any other businesses let's just say making 40 grand a year or whatever and they put a Mercedes and Hawaii trips and all this other stuff on the vision board. Come on now. If you're not doing anything <laughs> else but that office job and your husband isn't rich, it's not going to happen. So I, it's just like boxing you in, right? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people just throw dreams onto vision boards. It's not a vision. It's more like a dream. To and them. they're just looking at it every day right. and they don't take any action towards right. it. That's yeah. talk, just talking. And that's actually kind of depressing if you're not working toward getting that and it's just there staring at you and it's been there and it's super unrealistic it's not yeah that's kind of depressing but yeah that's my thought on that i feel Mm -hmm. like those vision boards a lot of people do is more like a dream board it's not a vision board you don't have a plan to get all that you don't you're you're not manifesting it you're not praying for it it's just thrown just a dream thrown up on a board it's Mm -hmm. like x marks the spot with no map Exactly. So exactly. That's what are you gonna do? Plot twist. You don't find it. You don't find it. <laughs> it's just an X and a blank. Going back to what Keon says he does, honestly, in, at the end of the day, hard work and consistency mm-hmm. and just taking actionable steps towards your goals is the most important thing. Because a lot just of people give up maybe six months in and then they're just like, Why isn't nothing yeah. working? Mm-hmm. But they don't understand that you have to keep going. You have to yeah. keep going. If not, exactly. then if you're going to give up, then mm-hmm. it wasn't important to you. And I think like, you know, I'm, I'm Christian too. And I think God really, really, really tests you. Mm-hmm. He is going to have you fail time and time again to see if you're really in it. Are you really committed Do you to want that it? plan? Do you want it enough? Um, I know you had a lot of ups and downs in your career. I, I, it took me a whole year to sell one tiny house, right? I had, I, I cried so many times oh. at night. Um, yeah, there were so many times like that where I, I could have, but I was like, no, like this is what I wanted. 
and I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, same thing with the podcast. We just started this, and well, even if we get like a hundred views for like the first six, and that's crap, we're not going to stop because we have a vision and we know what we want to do, and we're going to achieve it. Mm-hmm. And we will make this big. Right. Yeah. One day soon, with all your help, we'll be out of this bedroom into a professional studio. <laughs> yep. But like you guys said about motivational stuff, is it? I I personally feel like there's another side to it, like the opposite. Like you know how people aren't working enough. What's your opinion on too many eggs in one basket? Mm-hmm. Like I know people. I want to do this, do this, do this, do this. There, there's a there's a net, like a. Mm-hmm a paper full of lists like a big ass list where does it stop for you because like for me i think i can only focus on three things rather than like 15 i think everyone has their limit um that's like a trial and error thing i think um some people have the capacity to focus on 15 things and excel at all of them yeah some people don't and like you you know that your limit right now is i don't think i can put my attention consistently to more than three things right now same Mm -hmm. okay so i'm i'm pretty similar i do believe in diversifying um just with everything i don't think you should rely on every like one thing to get to get you to where you want to go you know an example that everyone knows is average millionaire has seven streams of income i think it's that way with everything whether it's income fame or whatever you're trying to achieve you can't rely on just one thing um so yeah everyone has different limits and capabilities so what what do you think i agree i can only focus well okay speaking from experience i used to want to do everything and i failed at everything because i tried to do everything at once so i decided you know what can i focus on and be really good at and i just dove into one thing and once that was kind of settled i that's when i dove into other things so and then i feel like 3 is also my limit it's a good sweet spot but mm-hmm. um i just think being good at one thing is what you should focus on first before going into a second thing even or a third so yeah yeah cuz knowing like us three as individuals our basket is pretty big for what we can accomplish and what we want just focus on one ego sniper mode yeah and like for me for a long time it was only one thing just my real estate career and then when i felt like i got a good handle on that which is really only recently guys it's taken me a long time a lot of ups and downs with that proud of you though thank you (laughs) um but just now i feel like i can start focusing on like you know other things like this and a few other things we have in the works um I just I I definitely don't think it's a good idea to start three new things all at once. I think you need to start small, start with one thing, master it, then bring in the second and the Mm -hmm. third. You can't start. I know a lot of people that do that, too. They they have all these great ideas and they're really, really excited, but they're new to every single thing. And they want it now. And they want it now. And they're Mm -hmm. like, "Mm, I'm not getting the results I want, you know, in the first three weeks or whatever. And then they quit that one thing and then they're moving to the other two things. Or they quit all of it at once. All of it. Right. And it's just, it's a mess. It's disorganized. It's Mm -hmm. not just start small and be consistent and just grow from there. That's with everything. Yeah. Yeah. Mona, since Mm -hmm. you said you tried everything, has there ever been a moment? Do you know the term analysis paralysis? No, enlighten me. So (laughs) basically, you have so much on your plate and you just don't do it and you're afraid to do it. So as a result, Mm. you end up just researching. Overthinking. Oh, yeah. Researching and overthinking instead of doing the actual thing. So have you ever hit something like that? Like research is good and all, but like, Sometimes do it. We were talking to this ranchurian. He he had something with a podcast. Like, just do it. Like, it'll get easy. You'll fail sometimes. Like, for me, I I failed in a lot of things. I didn't graduate. I'm a super senior yet. But, like, just last semester. Last semester, though. Last semester. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) But, like, analysis paralysis is a real thing. I'm actually that's my biggest fear right now you know like just like overanalyzing everything yeah because uh yeah overanalyzing can kill 
something. It'll kill your time. It could just mm. it could kill your vibe, you know, like I don't hmm. let me see like let me think of how I want to say this. Like I I'm guilty of that too. Um I I overthink about everything from in a lot of ways like what are people gonna think or people gonna like this is this going to benefit my life in the long run is this just a temporary thing you know things like you just have to with my experience it just postpones everything and then you never know what could be or what would have happened so for for me i'm just like if you're if you're mastering everything else you're doing then just jump into it and see what happens and don't waste any time you know just do it action Mm -hmm. that's that's yeah. So that's basically the spectrum. That side is like analysis perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a good problem to have. It's better than the other side of what you guys said of like waking up late, laziness, sloth. Mm-hmm. But like that's the the other side is just you're overthinking too much and you have too much on your plate. So you want everything to be perfect? Is that what is or, also No, like- just like overthinking and wanting everything to be perfect when that's not the reality. Mm. The reality is it's not going to be perfect. You're going to mess up. It's going to be hectic. It's going to be stressful, but you just need to start and do it. Yeah. Like that's the beauty of it. That's like, it's stressful. And during that time, but when you finally make it, you'll look back and tell stories and stuff and be like, wow, like it was a mess back then. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, mm-hmm. you know, and I was overanalyzing, but I did it cause I stuck with it and I started. A lot of people don't start things cause they just, they stay in that mindset basically it's sometimes experience is better than knowledge yes right i used to be like that to be honest so before i'm doing or before i started doing what i do now i overanalyzed things and i did too much research on things like what keon said i wanted everything to be perfect and i just never did anything and then one day i was just like i'm gonna hear a lot of no's before i hear yeses and i just dove into it and um, I don't think people realize how many no's you actually get until you start doing it. But someone out there will say yes. And you have to really just dive in like what Kyle has yeah. been saying. Um, it's never going to be perfect. And you have to just keep taking action because that was one of my problems back then is I wanted to be perfect and I wanted everything to be perfect. So I never started and um, I regret it, but I can't do anything about it now, but at least right now I'm in a place where I'm taking action every single day. And even if I'm hearing no's, I know that there will be a yes. And when that yes comes, it feels really nice to hear. So you're always one no closer to yes. Yes. And don't give up. I like that. I'm going to start using that. Period. Absolutely. And you know, I'm even probably experiencing that like analysis paralysis thing right now because I'm looking at starting another thing, like another business that, you know, again, that we're involved in together. And I just keep overthinking about the, you know, the education and, you know, everything it will take to start that business up. So I guess I'm even falling into that a little bit. It's got to do it. You know, everyone falls into that, but you have to be smart enough to just snap yourself out of it. Mm -hmm. Ow, fuck. I think it's a normal (laughs) feeling, but at the end of the day, you have to realize you have to take more action than you have, like, then learn yeah do you get what i'm saying like yeah don't read too much into it take more action than you consume knowledge yeah and a lot of people will want to study in a classroom for years and years and years before they start going out and actually doing it and one thing i learned um when i started my first business was it's better to ask for forgiveness rather than permission um, because that was just an easy little thing that someone told me where I'm like, you know what? I need to get out of this classroom and just go out there and, and start doing it. Mm-hmm. And if I do something wrong, I'll just say, you know, sorry, it won't happen again. Right. Um, you'll learn way more from that experience anyway, from any, you know, class or tests. Didn't you, weren't you in school for a good week or something? You said you signed up for a class, right? Then you just dipped for what? Just college. Oh, well, I, I got accepted into a few universities when I graduated high school, but I decided just not to do it. Um, I was going to do a community college for the first two years just for prereqs and then transfer. It was cheaper that way. But, and I did, I did sign up for stuff and I just never, I never ended up going. Cause I was like, you know what? I can't see myself being trapped in a classroom for four years. That's and not Calvary. making and not making money. I'm sorry. Life isn't all about money, but money gets you 
you know, to places that you need to be. And it's a tool. And I just couldn't do that. There, There's life out there, guys. Like, nothing against college. But if you don't have a plan and that plan doesn't get you what you want at the end, what the fuck are you guys doing? You're going to waste time. Waste time. I didn't want to waste, like, my best years, you know, 18 to 22 in a classroom. True. You know, I, yeah. Wait, this, Mona. This doesn't make sense. I have a question for you. Um, yes. Because I, I see you're my big sis and I, I'm seeing like you're my role model in a way because my parents are occasionally mad at me for being oh. different minded sometimes. And he's different. <laughs> yeah, like I'm only yeah. going to school because I might as well. It's it come to a, a place where like if I don't, it's a waste of money. Mm-hmm. Like the because the, I, I did this thing third quarter like. But like with you, how did you manage to do you? Because you were uh, successful. And then I know how like Asian parents think. They're not really uh, open. Yeah. And I I think I remember your parents, you know, wanting that traditional college experience for you too. Right. It was difficult. Um, I just remember one day I just didn't want to go to class anymore. And I told my parents and they started crying and it it kind of sparked an argument that lasted months and it wasn't easy because I wasn't happy and they weren't happy but in the end I guess they saw that I wasn't happy with going to school for nursing and it it just didn't make me happy so I guess they saw that I was so depressed about these choices that I didn't want to make in the first place that they let me finally do what I wanted um But of course, I had to make my own money and stuff and pay for my own things, which is understandable. But I mean, in college, they would have I feel like they would have assisted me more, if that makes sense. Right. Because you would be doing what they want. Yeah, because I would do what they want. And now that they're accepting of what I do, it's more family asking me or not understanding what I do. And it's just a whole thing. But um in the end it's your life so I honestly I was willing to give up everything to do what I wanted to do because at the expense of my happiness I didn't think it was worth it even if I made people around me mad even if it was my loved ones it's my life so I didn't want to waste any more time but yeah I think that's really powerful having the strength to take control of your life and not be such a people pleaser to the people in your life Mm -hmm. um I really look up to that when I see people with that quality because a majority of us out there can't do that. So many people are living day to day, mm-hmm. you know, and they're not living the life that they dream of. They're not living the life that they envision. And why, like, what's the point in life if you are living a life you don't want? It, It's sad. It's just really, really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, I had a very stressful corporate job um, and... I, I made a lot of money. It was really, really cool, but it was so stressful and I was starting to be miserable. And I asked everyone there, how have you been able to deal with this for 10 plus years? And they're like, well, that's just, that's just life. I'm like, that's just the way it and is. And you know that's- what? That was a wake up call. I was like, fuck no, it's not. So I quit and I ended up finding a way better opportunity because I just put all my faith in myself and the universe. That I was just, and God that I was going to get a good like a better situation better more money better company you know and just not be so miserable because i love what i do um and it happened i actually quit without any backup plan and then 30 minutes later i got that job um i didn't know i was gonna even you know let's have. go <laughs> yeah again <laughs> lucky boy syndrome probably that too um but have the strength to say no and if you're not enjoying what you're doing, you know, that's not a life to live. So. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Ian? Well, I think that for me, I'm trying to achieve lucky boy syndrome status because I'm in the work <laughs> part before I eat the fruit. You feel me? <laughs> like Mona did her thing. Kyle's doing his thing. And like Mona, I feel like years from now, people are going to be like, what the heck do you do? You're going to have a degree, but you don't use it. And I was like, I have a degree. How about that? You don't use it. 
Hmm. <laughs> That's my argument all the time. Yeah. 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 It, you just got this $80,000 piece of paper on the wall. <laughs> no biggie. You don't even use it. That's Ikea. What are you talking about? That? I'm, to- oh, I'm talking oh, about no. the degree that you would have. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm not going to lie. I'm probably not going to implement it. But the only thing for me that I think that's going to become a positive of it is just networking. Networking is sometimes worth more than the bag you have, you know? Mm. Oh, absolutely. A powerful network, absolutely. yes. Yeah. yeah. It's all on the people that you know. They're going to help you get to where you need to go. Like, just hospital friends and, you know, that's it. But, yeah, I agree. Sometimes high-value individuals are the kickstart to your thing. Mm-hmm. And if you want to get into that a little bit, I'm, I'm happy to talk about that. Ooh, yes. Having high-valued people in your life and keeping the low-value people out. That is something all of us have a struggle with at some point in our lives. Um, yeah. Sometimes you grow up with people and you want to keep them forever just because you have so much time with them. You have so many memories, you know, and childhood, all that stuff. But sometimes you outgrow people and you have to know when to cut ties. Sometimes they're just not good for you anymore and they're holding you back. I had no problem with that. I might sound cold hearted, but if you're not going to help me get to where I want to go and we're not, you know, helping each other, get the fuck out. You know, I have no problem dropping people. I drop people left and right. Um, I don't have to anymore. I, I'm pretty content and grateful for everyone I have in my life. Shout out to all of you guys. I'm, I'm very, I'm very, very Shout happy. Out to five people, baby. I'm very, very happy with my family and my friends I have right now. I have no complaints right now because I got rid of all those other fuckers. <laughs> you call them fuckers? No, I, I really don't want to see any of you again. Seriously. Shots fired. <laughs> oh, God. But <laughs> Especially the jealous ones. Seriously. Yeah. I, I mean... I hope that you guys grow and eventually get what you guys want to, you know, but yeah. it just wasn't working with me. Uh, <laughs> it's not you. Oh, actually it is. you. <laughs> and it, you know, you might, you might, it might not be you later. Sometimes you outgrow people and then they grow That's on true. their own. And then sometimes you meet up again and you're like, Oh wow, this is cool. You know, I actually vibe with this person again. That can happen. Mm, that can happen that to you guys. Me. You're not on you the same path. You can redeem yourself. You're not on the same path. It's not like a fuck you forever. It's just a fuck you for now. For, <laughs> for now. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Some people grow with you. Some people have to grow, you know, on their own and find their own people. Stuff like that. Um, but yeah, Mona, I know I know we were both kind of going through that at the same time. Oh, God. What was What was that like for you? I think everyone would like to hear how to do that. I think everyone has at least one or two people that they don't know how to communicate that in a nice way um i mean sometimes there isn't a nice way (laughs) there there isn't a nice way and sometimes they're gonna demand answers from you especially if it's a friend that you've been friends with for a long time but honestly you have to say you know i outgrew you or if they don't understand because sometimes they won't even understand like what do you mean outgrew me like we can't fix our friendship or blah 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 and i don't know Sometimes they just don't understand and I just cut contact because if you're not going to understand, then I don't know what to tell you. At some point, if it's not getting like it's not coming across the way it should, sometimes ghosting is like the only option because I I'm not going to lie. I've done that, which is probably not healthy. But Mm -hmm. in the end, they never contacted me again anyways, probably because they got the hint. But they just didn't understand and you can't force someone to understand what you're thinking if they don't get it right and you know by all means i'm not about you know cutting people off with no warning i would definitely try to communicate what i'm thinking going through to see if maybe that's all it takes for them to hear and then maybe that'll spark something in them to change sometimes people will change for you or and grow with you but sometimes they won't um yeah so is what i do the same as you guys because i'm just i don't talk i'm not a texter Mm. anymore i think you i think i think what you do is like you just gradually stop hanging out with certain people as much like you're slowly phasing out and honestly 
I think that's a pretty good way to go about it. Yeah. I probably would have done that to re- as a because it's cleaner and people are not so much offended. And really, all they could say is, "Well, he's just busy," which is true. Oh, You're that's busy. True. Yeah, yeah, people right? say, "Oh, he's just busy." <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which is the truth. You're not faking it you're not you know lying that is the truth really and you're just doing you and you're might be spending time with people but those are with people that are on the same path as you they are not so they get less of your time yeah yeah we've i've been businessy businessy since Mm -hmm. these guys started being consistent in life in my life more and that's just about friendships guys and like maybe even business partners and stuff like that but then we have finding that special someone that oh, is even harder to find that's on the same path as you and you're probably cutting people left and right in that regard because you quickly find out who they are faster and you you know either know that they're going to be there or they shouldn't be there uh keon you're the only one out of the three of us who have had a successful long-term relationship that you're still uh in we love you libby we love you <laughs> libby um and you guys Yay! you guys seem like a really good fit and you know going strong so what's your advice to everyone out there that struggles to find that well for me it's me um (laughs) first of all i i think that uh relationships in general you have to go there with a certain mindset i go there my thought process is i hate arguing with friends family or loved ones that's why i made he's a lover not a fighter that's why I made the um, the slogan, the beef is over. Because wh- oh, wh- why are you guys beefing, <laughs> you know? So you just got to be chill. You don't. You have to do everything in your power not to fight. And for me, it's pretty easy. I'm not a... I, I get tired of it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, remember, A, B, C. There's A-grade problems, B-grade problems, and C-grade problems. If there's drama, it's a C-grade problem. Like, what What am I going to do? Why would you focus your energy on a C-grade problem? Come on, guys. Get it together. Yeah. <laughs> B-grade is, like, in between, but A-grade problem. These problems are going to be, like, you're going to be bankrupt. Uh, No plan. I need a plan. That's a good A-grade problem. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Mm-hmm. So I was like, in the bigger picture, technically, relationships don't matter. Mm-hmm. If you want to do you. So, but like, just, uh, get a, get someone who has the same tier, like, oh yeah, this is an important problem. That's kind of a problem, but I don't really care. So what you're saying is communicate what a big problem is for you and like, what is for them? Like what, what is, what are their priorities versus what your priorities are pretty much? Yeah. Cause I don't give a damn about drama. Like people Mm -hmm. are red and blue. Us three, we're kind of the guys with the telescope. You feel me? <laughs> like I could Far see, away. like with with <laughs> politics, which we won't talk about politics very much. On yeah. This because, come on, anyone in our generation really will not really sway one way or the other completely. One party has you know their act together in one little part. The other one, you know, doesn't something else. It's weird, but um, I think we should just need a whole new, <laughs> whole new thing. But um, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, between you guys, you know how like there's a saying, people come and go. Do you guys feel like the young you, way different from you now? Do you want to go first? Mm-hmm. For me, yes, because growing up, I felt like I was a people pleaser, and then mm. now I'm just like, I want everything my way because I can. Because I felt like when I was younger, I didn't have a voice. And now that I'm older, I'm not going to shut up about things. And um, yeah, that's called growth, people. Let's go. I really despise, not despise. Okay. My younger self, let's say like 19, I felt like she was lazy, unmotivated. And I just, I really don't want to be like that anymore. And it just, yeah, nothing like that anymore. Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well i just want to say that i'm really proud of you mona Thank i've i've you, kyle mona's a very good friend of mine of both of us and we've all seen our struggles like very yeah. very like more detailed than most of our friends have just because we're closer yeah. but like she's yeah. made she's made a huge huge improvement just in life she had in a general. boom like like yeah not that i thought you weren't like 
bad at the beginning but no you know, i used to be late and i used to sleep in a lot and i, I just she was oh late my all the god time. <laughs> I, I still am low-key late but not as much and i wouldn't like i would be sleeping when i was supposed to be hanging out with them so oh i god. do not want to be like that anymore <laughs> yeah 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 but proud of you thank proud of you. you anyways mm. um for me it's yes or no to that question yes in regards to my um ideology on life finances and where i want to be in life i pretty much knew what i wanted uh, when i was a kid and i still have that same mentality like go and get it mentality um that has not changed i've fallen it like a year or two or there i'd fallen into like a dark place and i'm temporarily out of it but then i bounce back um but i've really kept that for a very long time one thing that is very different about me versus my younger self like high school like 18 is that i wasn't very social back then i was i'm still quiet but i was very very quiet back then um i gave off a vibe that just said don't talk to me like stay away from me um i did want friends but i didn't know how to put that energy out there like i did with my work and everything but eventually i made a few good friends who helped me grow with that and eventually i got a lot better at that um so i think my um younger self socially has grown a lot um grew has grown a lot um today so okay for me when i was in high school i was the be a really big social butterfly and then i was like i wanted to be either a doctor or a nurse well, you know, this stuff is more fun. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> we love our nurse friends, though. Mm -hmm. They're out there getting. Oh the yeah, no, no shots fired. <laughs> I'm talking about me. I'm talking about me. But like, it's not for everyone. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna say that in the past two years, I I think I'm a funny guy, young version. I I still think I, for the most part, have that same traits, but. I think I'm more of a educated snarky type of funny dude because I can't be an extravagant spectacle all the time because I do get tired now. Like, don't you notice that? Yeah, you're getting old. I'm just... I'm, 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 I'm doing He's slowing now. down, guys. Yeah, but... I, you guys at New Year's said that... Uh, I'm not really into numerology... This is just a consistent thing that people have been saying to my older friends. People say that 23 is a weird and or terrible time in life. <laughs> I oh. wouldn't say terrible. I would say 23 is a big year of growth. Um, not terrible. That's just my experience. And from like what I've heard from other people at that age. Because, um, mm. you know, it's... 23 is a, can be a weird year. Usually, typically, if you're doing a four-year degree, you're just now getting out of college. You're trying to figure out where your career is. You're trying to figure out how to make money. A lot of what-ifs and trial and error at that age, mm. usually. Um, so that's just, that's just what I think. I think 23 is a year of growth, and you're just really trying to figure out adult life for real now because you're not in college anymore at that point, hopefully. Like you're getting, this is you're on your last semester yep. and you're mm. trying to make big boy money at that mm -hmm. point. That's when you're starting to, um, so yeah, that's, that's my thought on Mona, it. What, what do you your, think about 23? Did you have your battles at 23? I think 23 is more like a mental shift. Um, oh, maybe yeah. like maturing an age of mm. like I don't know. The Astrology wise, twenty three is supposed to be when you're starting to mature. When, like what Kyle said, making big boy, big girl money, um, or like figuring your life out and ma making big decisions. I think that's what twenty three is about. Personally, I think it was more a mental shift for me. Um, twenty four was a good year, and I think that's yes. when it started to pop off. That's the only time I want to get older. 20, I'm, I'm excited for twenty four yeah. because these guys said. You boomed, right? And so you boomed too. 23, 23 for me was a big downfall. And it was all by mistakes that I made. I, I, it's not like nothing happened to me. I did that to myself and I was, I learned from it. But 23 was pretty growth. bad. <laughs> yeah. See, growth. Exactly. I made a lot of financial mistakes at that age. But the only one to blame was me. And I grew from it. 24 is 
my comeback from that. Yeah. So, and it was really, really good. And I think I made it, you know, I met some cool people during that year. I think it was just a good year in general. Um, it was a comeback for sure. Yeah. Um, what about you? How's your 24? That That's when the, uh, your IG got popping. I'll look, I'll put that in the description um, by the way. 24, I started a business venture that I'm no longer passionate about, so I don't do it anymore. But I think it really did pave the way for me to do what I'm doing right now. So I think it was a good year. It, w- it was more like a leap of faith year for mm, me. 24. I mm-hmm. think I think it was that time when like you proved to yourself that like. Yeah, I, I was this. like enough is this. enough. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. the year of enough like, is I, enough. I can do this now. I'm going to do what I really want to do. Yeah. 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 For me, 24, I'm loading still like a drive. I'm 80% and I feel like I'll get 100 <laughs> where I can prove myself soon because I'm going to get a place with him soon. So Yes, sir. Yeah. Thank you, Mona, for having, Thank you. For having your attendance on this podcast. Any last messages for you? Um. I don't know. <laughs> Kyle, go first. <laughs> well, I just want to put it out there that, you know, I, I'm very passionate about mindset and just getting on track to where to so you can have the life that you want. So it will be a subject we touch on quite a bit on here yeah. um, because, you know, if you're not happy with your life, then what are you doing, guys? Come mm-hmm. on. Like everyone deserves to have the life of their dreams. You just got to do what you got to do to get there. Um, so that's my last thought on, on today. Um, I just want everyone to have a great life for me. This is a message to my future self. Anything's possible. These guys helped you made it. You got to have shooters in your life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, thank you again, Mona for joining sip and news. <laughs> yep. We had to have her as our first guest, but yes, we had to. Yep. Mm-hmm. Have a good one. iTunes. YouTube, Spotify, you name it. All of it's going to be down below. And thank you for tuning in on Sippin' News. Dance, Kyle. I'm trying. (laughs) Sippin', slurpin'. Grubbin'.